But the Lord is faithful and he will strengthen you and protect you from the evil one. 2 Thessalonians chapter 3, verse 3. Listeners, we have an enemy who continually seeks to steal, kill, and destroy us. But God has promised to protect us from the enemy if we put our trust in him. We can only overcome fear with faith. So I remind you today to put your faith in God. Claim today's scripture, 2 Thessalonians, for yourself and believe that God will always strengthen you and protect you from the evil one. God is faithful and he always does what he promises to do. He cannot lie. He cannot fail us. All he needs in order to work mightily in our lives is our faith. He wants us to believe him and enter his rest while he fights our battles for us. Don't make the mistake of trying to fight it alone. God is with you and he will help you by giving you the strength you need to stand strong while he works in your life and in your situation. This is Pray With Me. Let's get these blessings started, a daily podcast. And I'm your host, Pamela Staten. I'd like to dedicate today's podcast to Doreen. Now, I recently spent a lot of time on the phone with her, uh, talking business, talking God's business, good things. And I noticed that she's gone on a little bit of a retreat. Listeners, God is going to bring into your life all of the people you need, all of the tools you need. Just pay close attention. And if something does not belong, you can be sure that he's going to eject it. Amen. Let us pray. In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. Dear God, as I begin this day, let me turn my thoughts to you and ask your help in guiding me in everything I say and do. Give me the patience that I need to keep my peace of mind. And with life's cares, I hope, dear God, some happiness to find. Let me live but for today, not worrying what's ahead. For I have trust that you will see I get my daily bread. Give me courage to face life's trials and not from troubles run. Let me keep this thought in mind. Thy will, not mine, be done. And if some wish I do not get, though I have prayed to thee, help me to believe and understand. You know what is best for me. I've failed you many times, I know. 
But when tonight I rest, I hope that I can kneel and say, Dear God, I tried my best. Amen. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup, Lord, runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And yes, I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. And now from Spectacle of Glory, continue to pray with me. Gaze up to heaven. Without you, God, I could never run a foot race with anyone, let alone race against a horse. You are my strength and help. You are my inspiration and the unfailing source of my courage. All of these words about enduring and being strong are just so much talk unless you are under me, over me, beside me, and within me. Amen. Jesus, I am humbled and in awe to think you would willingly endure betrayal, the terrors of the cross, and the dark stain of all my sin, and somehow you saw joy beyond it all. You knew your suffering would purchase my rescue from death and open the doors of eternal life for me. Teach me, Lord, to look beyond today's pain to see heaven on the horizon. Amen. Dear Lord, please don't let the enemy shrink my vision of life in Christ into something small, modest, and manageable. Lift my heart today, Holy Spirit, as you show me ways I can touch a hurting world through my prayers and with whatever else you place in my hand to do. Amen. Thank you, Father, for those who have written timely notes or spoken words of hope and life to me through the years. Holy Spirit, show me where and how and when I can do this for others. Both your sons and your daughters and those who are, for now, outside of your family, Show me where and how and when I can be like Christ to others. I don't want to just talk. I want to speak words that you can use. Amen. 
powerful, powerful. Prayer is everything. I'll be right back. And I'm hoping that today's podcast is intoxicating. Let's work on having a heart of hospitality. There are so many people around you who need love, friendship, support, and a relaxing time. Begin nurturing relationships by cultivating the art of hospitality. Then open your heart and your home to others. And don't worry if your home isn't perfect. As long as it's tidy, you are good to go. Pick a time, invite guests, plan a meal or tasty snacks. Involve your family and prepare in advance to lessen stress. Pray about your gathering and then follow through. And most of all, be flexible and have fun. Your guests will be blessed and so will you. Pray with me. Jesus, I'm excited about this idea. Guide me in the next week or two as I think about who to invite, when to have the gathering, and what need I do to prepare. Help me stay focused and not get overwhelmed. Amen. Now, when it comes to finances, ignorance is not bliss. If you're married, share with your husband financial information. Make sure that you are both aware of income and expenses, home upkeep, taxes owed. And if you're single, Track what comes in and what goes out. How can you hope to manage your finances if you don't know what you've got? Managing money, like any other discipline, starts with daily knowledge of your financial condition. We can't be casual about this matter of money because guess what, listeners? (laughs) It is not ours. The money is God's. And if you're going to be someone who abounds in the grace of giving, you need to know your resources. It is a measure of your spiritual maturity. It is a discipline that makes you the woman that you want to be. Father, thank you for blessing me with what I need. Give me wisdom to carefully manage the resources that you've given me so that I can use it to provide for people that I care about and for the causes that you put on my heart. Amen. It brings me (laughs) to the biggest challenge of our life listeners. And that is tithing. Now what I want to do today 
is I want to take the pressure or any negativity that stirs up in you when you think about and consider tithing. The first thing you need to know that it is not our money. I know a lot of people say, I worked hard and I earned this money. But you have to know that God, he is the source of every blessing. And tithing is an opportunity to obey God and then watch him work. Now, you know, I don't bring up anything, listeners, that I'm not engaging with you on. I do tithe. Do I love it? I should. Do I do it? I do. Do I see blessings? Absolutely. Money goes flu goes flu goes through your hands very fluidly and in one heartbeat it's all over. So think about how we hoard money, stress about making money, spend too much money, just all the roots of evil. That money brings. You have to ask yourself. Do I believe the word of God or not? Giving to God. Is what gives us every single aspect of our life. Income. For every 10 pennies, God is asking for one. And it is his money. And if you have a job, it's because of God. If you're able to wake up to go to work, it's because of God. If your car starts to get you to work, it is because of God. Every single increase that comes to you in whatever way it comes to you, is from God. It is not our money, listeners. It is not our money. Tithe 10% to show your obedience and then let God show you how he keeps his word. Dr. Charles Stanley said the best thing 
that you can teach your children is about tithing their income at a very, very, very young age. He shared a story, and I'll be brief. He said that he was a paper boy when he was growing up, and he made $4 a week. And back then, that was enough money for any kid. (laughs) And that would have meant that 40 cents was his tithe. He said instead of tithing 40 cents, he tithed a dollar. So out of every $4, he gave $1 to the Lord. And then he said, lo and behold, years later, when he was of college age, he didn't have enough money for college. His family didn't have enough money to send him. And he said that God had him meet with a holy person. And he got a full-blown, all-expense-paid, meals-included scholarship to college. And he said he immediately remembered and attributed it to his faithfulness in tithing. Need I say more? To strengthen yourself, read Psalm 50, verse 12, Malachi chapter 3, verse 8 through 12, 2 Corinthians 9, verse 6 to 8. God is the source of every blessing. Need I say more? Be right back. God's great providence, according to In Touch magazine, says the world talks about accidents, luck, and fate. But all these terms imply that we're victims of circumstance. The truth is, God is sovereign and the entire world is under his control. Anything that enters our life, whether it's blessing or trial, comes because the Lord has a use for it in his plan, which is always for our good. Sometimes we wonder why God doesn't put an end to our troubles and hardships. He has the power to do so. But he is working every event in our life according to the counsel of his will. We won't understand it all until we see him in glory. So until then, we must trust him and his good purposes. Amen. God has placed on my life 
or on my heart that he wants me to do everything in my power to get you to open your Bible every day. So now, listeners, whenever I can and as often as I can, I'm going to give an assignment. You've come this far to listen to the podcast, to pray with me, to get the word of God, to start your day, and to receive your blessings. So let's go deeper. Today's reading assignment is Isaiah chapter 43. And it explains why it is important that we have relationship with God from his perspective. Amen. We need to look for a reason to laugh, listeners. Funny things probably happen to you every day. Learn to look for them and realize how important it is to stop for laughter. We waste way too much time in life being mad and being sad. And we have a lot of catching up to do to find joy. Be committed to taking every opportunity you can, every opportunity you can to find laughter. And if you can't find one, then try to make one. Some of us are naturally more serious than others and you don't feel You don't have to feel bad if that's not your personality. And you don't have to live without laughter. You can begin to intentionally look for reasons to laugh. I do think Jesus was playful and he looked for many reasons to laugh. I can imagine him teasing his disciples and even playing pranks on them. I know that he was serious and basically sober-minded, but he was always in perfect balance. So he had to have humor too. Amen. And now from He Whispers Your Name. This is the Lord speaking. Your prayers are always heard, but you wonder why they seldom seem to be answered. It's not the asking part. It's the believing part. I need you to believe that I hear you and that I will answer you. Dare to ask for your heart's desires specifically. That way, when the answer comes, you'll know for certain that I am God and there is no other. An unwavering faith is critical when it comes to prayer. When your faith is wavering, 
Doubt is revealed within your heart. Life can be hard, but faith is simple. Just trust in what I've promised and drown yourself in my word instead of in your doubts. Don't be discouraged by the trials of life. There may be obstacles, but they are also opportunities. Opportunities to trust instead of doubt. To live in faith instead of fear. To seek my face and fully experience the power of my presence. When you come to me, expect my presence. Receive my peace and have the confident assurance that I will answer your prayers. Be ready to receive the grace that I will pour out upon you. Be consumed with my love and trust my heart as I calm and comfort yours. Mark chapter 11 verse 24 I tell you, you can pray for anything and if you believe that you've received it, it will be yours. Amen. And from Pray More. Oh, I'm enjoying my new books, my new resources. Like, they're just amazing. Matthew chapter 6, verse 6 says, When you pray... Go into your most private room and closing the door, pray to your father who is in secret and your father who sees in secret will reward you in the open. Living in today's world (laughs) is busy and chances are you're no exception to that rule. There are kids that get on the bus, socks to find for your husband, emails to send, projects to finish, meals to plan, children to watch, Sunday school lessons to review, dogs to walk, news to catch up on. Yet to be focused enough to do all these things well, you need to unload some of the clutter that crowds your mind. Jesus tells you to detach from the world without and the thoughts within. Let me repeat that. Jesus tells you to detach from the world without and the thoughts within. Find that secret chamber that he's opened just for you, where you can have that spirit-to-spirit talk with God, shutting yourself away from the world and shutting yourself in with him. Listeners, find that place and you will find your reward. The focus to do 
and peace to be. Father, help me find that secret place where it is just you and me. Amen. I hope you found today's podcast intoxicating. Where it moved you emotionally. And guided you uncontrollably. Starting today and continuing every day. Read daily from your Bible. Read daily. Today's assignment was Isaiah chapter 43. And then anyone who is not tithing, start planning on it. Anything that comes from God cannot hurt you. Come back tomorrow. We'll pray some more. Bye for now.